Today is Thursday, February 9th, 2023. Bombshell report alleges U.S. Joe Biden gave order to destroy Putin's Nord Stream pipeline. We'll get into all of the bloody details. Biden freezes up on live TV when asked about China and his classified documents and his son's crimes. Congressman threatens to jail Twitter executives. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Ooh, man, we thought that maybe we'd have an easy week because it was the State of the Union. We thought that perhaps we'd be able to, you know, sort of glide into a little bit of uh, deep analysis on a couple of different issues. And then, ladies and gentlemen, bombshell after bombshell after literal bombshell planted at the bottom of the ocean to blow up the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Who done it? Man, we're going to get into all of the details. And it begins, ladies and gentlemen, with, of course, another allegory to one of our favorite series in one of our favorite magisterial uh, uh, cinematic experiences of all time, Lord of the Rings, uh, King Theoden, you might recall, uh, in The Two Towers. King Theoden is this decrepit, diseased old man who is under a spell. This man is unable to rule any longer and is simply being puppeted around by evil forces. He cannot think for himself, he can barely speak, he can barely walk, he can barely move. And he is casting and bringing his once noble clan, his once noble uh, uh, country, uh, uh, into chaos and into ruin. He is weakening the country itself, he is uh, refusing to do what is righteous and good and to protect his own people. And he, this is because of the capture of evil forces on King Theoden. And as you watch him deteriorate, and as you watch the disease overtake him, you can see that he just can barely function anymore. And this is just such, a, uh, such a proper allegory, a prophetic allegory. Uh, it was written by Tolkien uh, uh, 70 years ago. But now it is truly a nation that is run by King Theoden. Here in America, it is absolutely a nation that is under a spell. And you're watching our leader, uh, diseased as he is, broken as he is, and unable to function as he is, uh, go about being puppeted around by some truly evil forces. Is Joe Biden the most maniacal, broken, destroyed, diseased leader that we've ever had in America? Yeah, probably. Is he the most crusty, old, dirty leader we've ever had? Yes, man. These guys are dirty. They're dirty. And they're totally and completely captured. Captured by some very evil forces. We're going to get into it. Uh, What you are starting to see is the collapse. Uh, The collapse from the American people, from the best possible measuring metric that we have of a president's popularity, their State of the Union address, the people who tune in, the people who actually care. How many people actually cared about Joe Biden's State of the Union address? Well, it is a 40-year low. The numbers are out. Preliminary figures show just 20 million Americans watched Joe Biden's State of the Union down from 38 million last year. The audience is only a third of what it was 30 years ago. 23 million people tuned in to hear Joe Biden give the State of the Union a once yearly address to Congress, the nation, and delivered with such fanfare, Fox News drew the largest share of audience, oh, that's not good, 4 million. Nielsen's fast ratings picked up. Everyone else 
clocking in with 3 million and 3 million and 2 million with CNN. Among the coveted 25 to 54 age demographic most valued by advertisers, uh, only around 1 million viewers tuned in on ABC News. Everywhere else, it's like in the, the pithy hundred thousands. Whoa. Uh, this is showing a complete and total collapse. You're talking about a diseased and broken and truly rotted system of government here. And Joe Biden is not giving anyone any uh, extra uh, oomph in his step and any extra confidence builders when he sits down with PBS for a very, very uh, sad and very, very neandering and very confusing interview. Joe Biden sat down with CBS. I'm sorry, Joe Biden sat down with PBS, so public broadcasting. So you're talking about the easiest possible interview you could get this side of Jimmy Kimmel, this side of Stephen Colbert. Joe Biden sitting down with public broadcasting inside of some empty warehouse, which is an apt metaphor for the man's, uh, for the man's administration and what he's done to America. And Joe Biden had very little to say. It's strange as to why they would even approve this, the softball of all softball interviews, right, with a public broadcaster, with some old lady from Nantucket, some old bubble lady who's lived only in the Acela Corridor her entire life. I don't even know who this reporter is. She didn't ask really barely any tough questions, but the stuff that really got Biden rolling uh, were questions about China that Biden just decided to, like, stare off into the middle distance and not answer? Stuff is terrifying. The awkward silence of Joe Biden during this interview was really peculiar, very strange. Joe Biden asked uh, whether the China-U.S. relationship has taken a huge hit under his administration. Watch Joe Biden just space out. Go. China today is saying uh, they feel smeared, that you smeared them and their leader in your remarks last night. Have relations now between the U.S. and China taken a big hit, no. frankly? No. How do you know? I know. I talked to him. You've talked to Xi Jinping? talked to Xi Jinping before, I, and our, our team talks to their people. During this and yeah, since? Yeah, after this. I haven't talked to him during this. Oh, man. <laughs> I love them more, you Joe. Of course, Joe Biden is lying to you. We have the proof here from CNN, of all right-wing conspiracy theory sources, saying that no, actually, the Chinese are not talking to the Americans. China refuses conversation with America after downing of suspected spy balloon. The Chinese have been refusing to talk to our Pentagon and to our military leaders, and then presumably to our political leaders. I mean, there's no reason that the militaries wouldn't talk. I mean, Mark Milley isn't thanking them or warning them about American military action like he uh, is so prone to do. But Joe Biden isn't talking with the Chinese. These kind of calls, by the way, get scripted out and get reported out. So Joe Biden is straight up lying there. The Chinese are stonewalling Joe Biden. Joe Biden asked to his face from this PBS reporter whether this is a dereliction of duty. Man, watch Watch, like, watch the brokenness of King Theoden, the man completely and totally captured by evil, uh, unable to answer the simplest of questions from public broadcasting. Go. I think that uh, um, the idea that there was a dereliction of duty, is, uh, I think, is, uh, 
It's bizarre, a bizarre notion. China knows exactly that what the deal is with it. Now China knows exactly what the deal is. Now that uh, quite, that question had me and my producers uh, spinning. Because what do you mean by China knows exactly what the deal is? What's that about? What 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 is that about? Does that tie into the business dealings with the Biden family? How much dirt does China have on Joe Biden? You know, China has been strangely silent during the Biden regime. And Joe Biden has been placative at uh, at its at his best to China. Joe Biden allowed a Chinese spy balloon, which breaking news had antennas. According to breaking news right now, the Chinese spy balloon had antennas that were capturing American communications, digging into your cell phone, scooping up and hoovering up American cell information and data in between cell phones. That's what Joe Biden allowed to traverse the United States and some of our most populated areas. So by so the Chinese could hoover up and then transmit back information that you have on your cell phone, private information. I mean, that is some real capture. That is some really sophisticated spying capabilities. And Joe Biden just let that balloon travel across America. Why? What? Huh? And they knew about it in the Aleutian Islands? You know how far away that is from like general population? You can just shoot it down out there? These are like islands that are way closer to Russia than they are to the continental United States. What do the Chinese have on Joe Biden, man? How much do the Chinese have on Joe Biden? Joe Biden ended Trump's tariffs immediately. Joe Biden immediately uh, stopped going after China for IP theft. Uh, Man, it seems as though what is happening is Joe Biden is betting against America, betting that it will be a Chinese century, believes America is a Titanic, and he's just trying to take as much brass and silver from the trappings before the ship goes down. And that's why Joe Biden used taxpayer dollars to shuttle his son to Beijing to scoop up and hoover up bags of money. But Joe knows that the Chinese has the Chinese and the Chinese economy have so much blackmail material on him that he wouldn't dare cross them. I think that's what Joe's saying when he says the Chinese know what the deal is. The deal is I will give you anything you want, including but not limited to selling off American petroleum. The American petroleum reserve, like half of it was sold to China. Why is Joe Biden selling out our petroleum reserve, allowing Chinese balloons to hover over our cities? Oh, man. But it gets worse. Joe Biden was asked directly about Hunter Biden. I mean, I'm sure they they, they sat him down. They weren't expecting this kind of an interview. Uh, again, this is a very softball interview. This reporter couches her questions and pulls her punches very, very softly. always framing it as like Republicans bad, Republicans pounce. But listen to listen to her ask about Hunter Biden and about the Republican investigation of the Biden crime family. And more specifically, Joe's answer. Man, this is a train wreck of an interview. Never seen anything like it. Watch. One of the things Republicans say is a priority for them is investigating your family, your son, Hunter, your brother, Jim. They talk about uh, uh, access that they say others have gotten because of you, because of your political success. How do you how do you plan to to deal with that? The public's not going to pay attention to that. They, they want these guys to do something. If the only thing they can do is make up things about my family, it's not going to go very far. 
Okay, so if you're guilty of a crime and all you can do is stare off in the middle of distance and gape your mouth open with your fake plastic teeth and your fake plastic weird hair, your Friar Tuck haircut, and you can just go... <sighs> can we put up the King Theoden again? Doesn't this look just like Joe Biden? Can we get a side-by-side? -side? This looks just like Joe Biden. This is exactly what Joe Biden looks like here. We able to zoom in a little bit on that? He has worm tongue there, whispering in his ear. It's like Do Dr. Fauci or Bill Gates or whatever. Like, that's – come on, guys. It's like a perfect Joe Biden. It's like an absolutely perfect, diseased, old, embittered, frail, fragile, unable, incontinent, dis like, man who is leading his people to ruin because he's captured by evil. He says that nobody cares. The public doesn't care about Hunter Biden's laptop. Let me know in the comment section. Do you, do you care about Hunter Biden's laptop? Because if you do, you're part of the vast majority of Americans who actually do care. We pulled the polling on this. We're going to fact check Joe Biden in real time. PBS won't, so we will. Of course, it falls to us, independent journalists, to actually do this kind of hard research, like, I don't know, Googling things. According to Breitbart.com, the vast majority of Americans want Joe Biden investigated. And actually, the vast majority of independents want Biden crime family probes, and they want those prioritized in Congress. So, no, Joe Biden is wrong. And actually, what Joe Biden is, and uh, actually, Royce, can we scroll down just a, just a second here in the uh, article? Okay. This is from YouGov CBS. These are not right-wing polls. YouGov CBS polls say that the vast plurality of Americans want the Biden crime family investigated. You're talking a huge percent. You're talking some 70% of Americans that are independent want the Biden crime family investigated. Wild. So when Joe Biden says that American people don't care and that they are just trying to lie about his family, he's on the side of very, very good company. Because there's some other elected official who has a pretty big platform who is openly peddling the conspiracy theory that Hunter Biden's laptop isn't real. Joe Biden is in the company of AOC. Sandy, our favorite bartender, yesterday was in a congressional hearing, a absolute public flogging of neo-Marxist fired Twitter executives. And Sandy Cortez had the uh, illumination in her brain that, yes, indeed, uh, Hunter Biden's laptop is not real. Just like Joe Biden says, this is the company that now Joe Biden is in. Watch. So they've dragged a social media platform here in Congress. They're weaponizing the use of this committee so that they can do it again. A whole hearing about a 24-hour hiccup in a right-wing political operation. That is why we are here right now. And it is, it, it's just a, an abuse of public resources, an abuse of public time. We could be talking about health care. We could be talking about bringing down the cost of prescription drugs. We could be talking about abortion rights, civil rights, voting rights. But instead, we're talking about Hunter Biden's half-fake laptop story. I mean, this is an embarrassment. Half-fake. What are you talking about? This isn't Madonna's face. This is a real laptop. And reporting has proven this out. Not like anyone in this audience needed us to prove further. But why don't we go over to extreme far right-wing website, CBS News. CBS News. Data from the laptop 
that the lawyer for Delaware Computer Repair Shop owner says was left by Hunter Biden in 2019 has been proven correct. It shows no evidence of tampering or fabrication, according to an independent review commissioned by CBS. CBS News. Copy of Hunter Biden's laptop, turned over by a repair shop, shows no tampering, is real. Hmm. Fascinating here, ladies and gentlemen. Turns out that Brian De La Roca, the lawyer for the, to- for the shop owner, provided CBS News with what he called an exact copy of the laptop. CBS News went and ran an independent analysis by two cyber investigators and found no evidence that the user data had been modified or fabricated or tampered with, nor do we find any new files originating after April 2019, when store records indicate that Biden dropped it off. The forensic analysis was undertaken because the laptop data, as well as bank records, are at the center of a looming Republican House-led investigation into the family business, and then here's CBS straight up saying, uh, and then we found voicemails from Joe Biden on there talking about his family's crimes. So you really have, I mean, again, King Theoden, you have to be inside of a broken, wheezing, degenerative state to look in down the barrel of a camera and say that nobody cares about this laptop and that nobody cares about the Biden crime family and that this thing isn't real. You are on the side of AOC. You're on the, you have the intellectual capacity of AOC to say this. Joe Biden was asked about his classified documents because all these things connect. And we're going to get into how they all connect with the Nord Stream pipeline blow up very soon. But how do these all connect? Joe Biden was asked directly, uh, hey, what's in your classified documents then? Okay, so you have this major document scandal. Uh, Maybe now is the time the cameras are rolling for you, uh, Mr. President, to tell us why were you storing? Why were you storing and stashing documents like a squirrel on fentanyl? Uh, uh, ravenously trying to like squirrel away every classified document you possibly could from all levels. And Joe Biden had uh, very wanting answers. Listen. I made voluntarily, no one's had to threaten to do anything. Voluntarily open every single aperture I have with house offices, everything for them to come and look and spend hours searching my home, invited them. Nobody. And so, and the best of my knowledge, kinds of things they picked up were things that from 1974 and stray papers there may be something else i don't know maybe something else i don't know just stray papers lying around you know how bad this makes him look you know how bad it makes him look man joe biden's got an event down the road from us today we're gonna go there and we're gonna ask his supporters uh about this issue might be the first time that joe biden supporters are actually asked directly about joe biden's classified document crimes And they all lead to the very same place. Hunter Biden's laptop selling out America to the highest bidder. And that bidder is China. These people have Joe Biden literally over a barrel. Ball gag in his mouth. That ball gag is is red. It has the little Chinese stars stars on it. The ball gag is actually the shape of the Chinese spy balloon. And Joe Biden is over the barrel in a gimp costume. And he is singing the Chinese national anthem. I don't know what that is. I don't know how to speak Mandarin. I assume it's just all the menus... All the items on the menus at Panda Buffet mashed together. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, but I do know this. The Biden family is dirty. The Biden family is so dirty that Biden's lawyers are telling him, don't you dare talk about this to anyone in the public. Go. You said just possessing classified documents is, you said, totally irresponsible. So what was totally irresponsible about the fact that you had some? What? 
They've informed me not to speak to this issue to any way try to prejudice the investigation that's going on. Okay, so a couple things here on the timeline. Joe Biden has lied about his classified documents. Joe Biden has lied about the timeline. Joe Biden has obscured all of this. Much like the Chinese spy balloon, you do recall that independent journalists, independent journalists like us, like you watching, supporting us, thank you, uh, you uh, are allowing us to actually run the news cycle because it is independent journalists that found out that there was a Chinese spy balloon overhead. There's a famous viral video that's like, what is that? Is that the moon? There's the moon. What's that giant balloon? And then the American government was forced to tell you that it was a Chinese spy balloon. They were just hoping it would float over and nobody would notice. This is how complicit these people are. Uh, also, this is how much they are being dog walked by the Chinese. And it's the same thing with the document scandal. They knew about this before the midterm election, as you well know, and they refused to tell you about it until CBS News, of all places, did this reporting. Dude, is there some type of, like, major redemption arc for CBS News? I don't know. But it's wild. CBS News doing the reporting on Hunter Biden's laptop and also doing the reporting, uh, breaking the news about Joe Biden's classified document scandal that has just been utterly unraveling. Speaking of unraveling, uh, tell me, ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to be a doctor or a medical professional, but tell me about this clip. If this clip seems like a clip of a man who isn't in dementia, Watch Joe Biden yesterday. So Joe Biden goes and does his warehouse interview and then wobbles on stage for a bunch of union workers that are forced at gunpoint to stand there and clap again like lobotomized seals for Joe Biden as he does what on stage? I mean, this is crazy. What The clip I'm about to show you is just absolutely bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Joe Biden just wobbling around, loses his train of thought, goes over to the podium, Starts playing with the podium. Everyone's just staring at him. And then he tells people not to commit suicide. Huh? I, it's bizarre. Watch. See, take one. If you don't, come on up on stage with me. Well, thank you very much. You know, uh, Hey, folks, how are you? Don't jump. Don't jump. The people who tell you that Joe Biden doesn't have dementia, those people are lying and they're complicit in elder abuse. That's it. And, uh, you know, I fear for their I fear for their mortal souls. Because this is a pretty evil thing to do to to not only that old doddering man, but also to our country. King Theoden, remember. President Joe Biden said on Wednesday that he didn't believe that the House GOP's probe into his son Hunter or his brother James' foreign business dealings would have an impact on his presidency. The public's not going to pay attention to that. They want to see these guys do something, Joe Biden said. It's not going to go very far. Huh. The president sat down with a wide-ranging interview with State of the Union, interview with PBS's NewsHour, Judy Woodruff, which included the admission that he hadn't made the final decision to run in 2024. I haven't made the final decision. That's my intention, but I haven't made the final decision firmly, he said. One hiccup is the House Oversight Chair James Comer has pledged to look into the Biden family influence peddling, often referencing the dealings with China and Ukraine in the same breath as classified documents being found in Biden's old D.C. office and his Wilmington home. They've informed me not to speak on the issue, Joe Biden said. Biden said he's voluntarily invited investigators to comb through his documents. Oh, really? Amazing. It's a raid when they go into Joe Biden's house 
as a raid when they go into Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago, but it is simply a voluntary look-through when it's Joe Biden. Well, what are they going to find here? Well, they're talking about Ukraine. They're talking about China. They're talking about global war here in the James Comer investigation. And what are they exactly going to find inside of these documents? Well, most importantly, the timeline, ladies and gentlemen, as breaking here from the Gateway Pundit, talking about smoking gun emails in Hunter Biden's laptop, tying Hunter Biden directly to the decision for Joe Biden to go in and use leverage, a quid pro quo, if you will, taxpayer dollars going to Ukraine in order to get the man who is looking into Hunter Biden's dirty business dealings fired. Now, last week, we played you the audio of Joe Biden literally asking the Ukrainian president for this. We talked to you about Privat Bank. We talked to you about the Russian, the Russian and Ukrainian oligarchs who were manipulating this situation and who were paying the Bidens. And also about the Treasury flagging these very suspicious transactions for the Bidens. The Gateway Pundit has an update on this. And they say that this is the smoking gun inside of Hunter Biden's laptop. In his own words, with the camera rolling, Joe Biden described how he threatened the Ukrainian president and said that oh, the Obama administration would pull a billion dollars in loan guarantees, sending the former Soviet Republic towards insolvency if Ukraine did not immediately fire the prosecutor investigating his son. Joe's son, Hunter, was on the board of Bursma, making tens of thousands of dollars a month and doing nothing but fixing things. In an email thread below on page three, Bursima requests Hunter stop an investigation into Ukraine, into Ukraine of Bursima. This email was sent in 2014. We urgently need your advice on how we could use your influence to convey a message signal to stop what we consider a politically motivated action. Here's the section of the Bursima email. It is there on your screen. In a short time later, in early 2016, Joe Biden had Victor Shokin, the prosecutor investigating Bursima, fired. Is this the smoking gun? We urgently need your advice to signal. The signal is a security state terminology. This is terminology saying you need to use your political resources to push for the firing of the person who is investigating our company. Otherwise, you will no longer be getting a paycheck. This is how dirty these people are. They're filthy. You can see it in black and white. And then Joe Biden goes and he gets the prosecutor fired. Important iron law of wokeism. What is it? They're going to accuse you of everything that they are doing. They legitimately impeached. They impeached Donald Trump for Joe Biden's crimes. That's what's happening here. And we weren't strong enough to fight it. And we're, we're not going to let that mistake happen again, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be wise. We're going to be smart. And we're going to give you all of the facts and information on some of the largest, dirtiest scandals, perhaps the worst, man, it gives us a bad feeling. You know, we love America a lot, but it really does feel as though there is a dark spell over this country right now. A very small group of leaders who are deeply uh, and abidingly corrupted, who openly talk about mysterious terrorist plots uh, uh, that should, should, should not be happening. I mean, it, like, like a moral country should not be doing these kind of things. But if you look back at the, the people's history of America and you look back at some of the things that the deep state is capable of, then you really like begins to broaden your mind as to 
what they would do to retain power. One of the more malevolent actors and characters in this play is somebody named Victoria Newland. Victoria Newland has been the architect of some of the dumbest foreign policy decisions, some of the worst boondoggles, and has gotten uh, tens of thousands of Americans killed uh, in the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. Uh, she is a wicked witch. She was promising on camera about a year ago that the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, that's the pipeline that connects Russia with Germany. It has nothing to do with America, except for it would destabilize American natural gas, our ability to sell natural gas, and it would take off our ability to pressure Russia because Germany is not going to uh, abide by any type of economic sanctions on their number one supplier of energy. It would really essentially like remove America from the table as it pertains to influence in Europe. Nord Stream 2 pipeline was something that America's been against for those geopolitical reasons, but this Victoria Newland character was out straight up saying that America would bring an end to the pipeline one way or another. That's pretty declarative. Watch. Um, with regard to Nord Stream 2, uh, we continue to have uh, very strong and clear conversations uh, with our German allies, and I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. Now, Victoria Newland was echoed by Joe Biden uh, very shortly after. Joe Biden, of course, not, not, not a good person to play poker with, uh, was smirking and grinning, knowing damn well what they were about to do, uh, saying that, yeah, one way or another, we're going to stop Nord Stream 2. That's a pretty dark thing to say. One way or another. Is that, is that normal diplomatic terminology? Is that the kind of terminology that like de-escalates the situation? Joe Biden, one way or another, we're going to stop Nord Stream 2. Go. Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if, uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine again, then uh, there, will be, uh, we, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. But how will you, how will you do that? Exactly. Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. So, uh, I promise you we'll be able to do it. We'll bring an end to it one way or another. Well, then's fighting's words. And then they were also prophetic words because it turns out that Nord Stream 2 uh, was blown up. And ain't nobody knows what happened to it. Victoria Newland, however, pranced around victoriously, saying that it's a hunk of metal at the bottom of the ocean. Yay! Antony Blinken said this is a strategic advantage for America. So nobody shed any tears over Nord Stream 2 being blown up. So what the hell's happening? And ladies and gentlemen, we need to begin, you know, straight up by saying our faith in the American government and the morality of our government uh, is at rock bottom. Absolute zero. And the fact that we can't immediately dismiss this is brought to us by multiple members of the Senate that we have been talking to, multiple members of the House, people who have every right to know about a military operation like this, were not informed. And so what's happening here is quite frankly, on its face, 
deeply and deeply disturbing. And if found out to be true, uh, possibly one of the largest terrorist acts ever committed by your government. And we'll get you to the White House and the DOD's response to this in just one moment. So let's, let's begin, ladies and gentlemen. Why do we believe that the U.S. and Joe Biden gave the order, according to this uh, Daily Mail article, to destroy the Nord Stream pipeline. Well, it would be a strategic advantage, obviously, to America. America would retain uh, natural gas and energy control over Europe and would cut off Russia's ability to have a large economic impact on Europe and really like, control Europe's energy, okay? Europe, not an energy-rich area. That's why all of the wars in Europe have uh, more or less been fought over energy, coal, natural gas, and so on. All the great wars fought in Europe over energy because Europe itself is not a uh, energy-rich continent. And as civilization advances, you need oil, you need coal, you need natural resources. And so people fight wars over those things. America doesn't want Russia, who is has massive energy resources, to have undue control over its allies in NATO in Europe. America wants to stop the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. So how did they do it? Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, according to a whistleblower and according to a former New York Times investigative reporter who has 50 years of experience, a bomb was planted by the U.S. Navy in a secret mission overseen directly by Joe Biden. Divers planted C-4 explosives on three Nord Stream pipeline, pipelines in June of 2022, which were detonated three months later using sonar buoy that broadcast a signal that triggered the bombs, according to the report. This report is extremely sophisticated, extremely detailed. You can see here on the screen the alleged uh, uh, bombing plot and how it was carried out. There was a uh, naval action that was well publicized in the Baltic Sea. And they used that as a cover to send Navy divers down. According to the Pulitzer Prize winning journalist Seymour Hirsch. And then those bombs were remotely detonated. By a Norwegian spy plane. This man has, I mean we looked through his report, this man has... The dates, the times, the codes, the military call signs. Somebody on the inside leaked all of this information. Uh, we can scroll down. You can see where the pipeline is. You can see how the pipeline operates. This pipeline goes from those bays inside of Russia to Germany, which is the largest economy in Europe by uh, a large margin, uh, and is would have been, of course, the number one gas provider an energy provider uh, to Europe would have given Russia quite a bit of leverage, actually, quite frankly, over Europe. Did America bomb this pipeline? Well, we have now this breaking report, which is sophisticated and detailed and brought to you by somebody with extreme credentials. Tucker Carlson, who has been on this story for a very, very long time, uh, seized on this last night and said, you know, you, you really don't live in the country that you think you live in. 
It's pretty dark stuff. But the longer you spend looking at what your government is capable of, whether it's Watergate or whether it's the Kennedy assassination or whether it's the suicide letters that they sent to MLK, the longer you will come to the realization that Ike Eisenhower did, which is there's something really, really dark going on inside of the black box of our permanent super state government, a government over our government. Tucker Carlson, obviously very awake on this issue. Go. So then the pipelines actually blew up. These are the pipelines that bring natural gas from Eastern Europe to Western Europe to keep the European economy going. And they exploded, causing the single largest human-caused environmental disaster in all of history. And again, setting Europe on the road to actual poverty. So it was an unpopular event, and Joe Biden denied any responsibility. In fact, he blamed Russia. Joe Biden and his whole administration told us that somehow Russia, for reasons they never made clear, just because they're evil, had sabotaged their own energy pipeline. Watch this. It was a, a deliberate act of sabotage, and now the Russians are pumping out disinformation and lies. So that was in September, and it was obvious from the very first day, well, that's not true. It's not that Vladimir Putin is too good a person to blow up Nord Stream, but, like, why would he? It only hurts him. And, by the way, it really hurts Western Europe. So you have to sit and ask, in any crime, qui bono, who benefits? You have to use Occam's razor. You have to assume that the least amount of conclusions that you need to jump to is going to really lead you probably to the correct decision. So who benefits? Who benefits if this pipeline blows up? Well, this pipeline is the lifeline that essentially keeps Putin and Russia alive. They need people to use this energy. They need these large economies to use this energy. America ain't going to buy it. They can't get a pipeline to India. They're right next door to Europe. This is Vladimir Putin's prize possession. We're not, we're not simping for Putin. We're just talking about economic realities here. We've got to live in reality. So shake out the brain fog that says that he's just some type of Bond villain. He's a, he's a human being living in a real world bound by the principles and realities of the real world. Why would Vladimir Putin blow up his number one financial asset? I mean, I guess you could argue that he is psychotic, sociopathic. But that's, that's tough. That's really tough. The people who actually qui bono, the people who actually really benefited from this, United States of America and NATO. That sucker illuminates here. There have been a number of official investigations of what happened, and not one has found any evidence of Russian involvement. And now we have the actual answer to what happened. Oh, the Biden administration did it. For real. Investigative reporter Seymour Hersh, who's been around for more than 50 years, just wrote a piece on Substack that includes this, quote, Last June, the Navy divers, U.S. Navy divers, operating under the cover of a widely publicized midsummer NATO exercise known as Ball Tops 22, planted remotely triggered explosives that three months later destroyed three of the four Nord Stream pipelines, according to a source with direct knowledge of the operational planning. Now, this piece continues. It's probably the most comprehensive news story you will read this year. Seymour Hersh on Substack, you should read it. And it recounts in detail meetings with the National Security Advisor at the White House, where this was planned, exactly what explosives were used, how they were triggered by what aircraft on what day. 
so many details in here that it is not possible that it's not true. It is true. And in fact, no one in the high level of the U.S. government is denying it with any specificity and said the White House is just dismissing this utterly false. And no reporters are following up on this. Amazing. We'll follow up on it because we have an obligation to you, our audience, to tell you what is happening in the world around you. You're also incredibly intelligent and you can decide for yourselves. CIA Director William Burns is said to have authorized a working group to draw plans for deep-sea divers to carry out the mission. Hirsch, who is the author of this piece, again, Pulitzer Prize-winning 50 years experience as a reporter, worked for the New York Times, likened the plot to an undersea spying operation launched by the U.S. in the 1970s when operatives tapped into an underwater communication cables used by the Russian Navy. According to Hirsch, and this is a synopsis of his very long piece, probably 10,000 words on his substack. Please go read it for yourself. According to Hirsch, in early 2022, the CIA group told Sullivan's task force, we have a way to blow up the pipelines. In March, members of the U.S. planning team flew to Norway to, for discussions with the Norwegian Secret Service and Navy. They decided to carry out the blasts near Denmark's Borhem Islands, it is claimed. Now, this is being claimed from firsthand knowledge, a whistleblower directly inside one of these intelligence forces or the U.S. Navy. We're not sure. Hirsch does not tell us his sources, obviously. person would get the Julian Assange, Edward Snowden treatment. Norway's foreign ministry said on Wednesday these allegations are false. The initial plan was to plant explosives with a 48-hour timer, but the White House later asked for a method that would allow more control over the timing of the blast, and the buoy technique was developed, according to a report. Hirsch reports that the buoy was dropped by a Norwegian Navy P-8 surveillance plane on September 26th during seemingly routine flight, and explosives detonated a few hours later. Hirsch is a former New York Times and New Yorker reporter who won numerous awards for his investigative journalism, including about the Vietnam War and about the Abu Ghraib scandal following the invasion of Iraq. His reporting has previously been criticized for his reliance on unnamed anonymous sources, but these people will get the, again, Edward Snowden treatment if they are allowed or if they are brave enough to go out and speak. He's clearly sourcing directly from inside of our military. His, it is the it is the best reported piece that you will see today and the most thorough. And the details are in stark relief. They are crystal clear as day. As is the idea that Joe Biden is probably the number one eco-terrorist that the world has ever known. Because what has now happened is that the amount of gases, CO2, that Joe Biden continually gripes about and wants to end fossil fuels over emissions that have been released into the ocean that have poisoned an entire ocean and slaughtered untold numbers of marine and, and, and airborne fowl. Uh, it's incalculable. Joe Biden, by every measure, if this indeed does play out to be true, uh, will be removed from office for this. People that we have spoken to directly inside of our U.S. Congress say that they have, were never briefed on this issue. Now, this is a black box operation. Now, that's going to be a real problem. And it's going to require a lot of security concerns. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, this operation 
is a wartime operation. This is clearly a declaration of war. This is wartime terrorism and sabotage against a nuclear armed power. Congress not being consulted is going to lead to the removal of Joe Biden. This is arguably the the thing that will bring down the regime. If found to be true, Russia is saying that Joe Biden is a terrorist who must be brought to justice. Uh, uh, Speaker of the Russian Parliament branded Joe Biden a terrorist uh, after a report by veteran U.S. investigative journalist Seymour Hirsch blamed Washington for sabotaging Nord Stream pipelines. I mean, listen, guys, this thing is going to spiral out of control very, very, very quickly. Do you believe that the U.S. had the capacity to blow up the Nord Stream 2 pipeline? Who has the motive? Use Occam's razor. What is the least number of conclusions that you have to jump to? White House says that Nord Stream pipeline explosion, utterly false. So the White House didn't use any detail or didn't give any evidence for themselves as to why this is wrong. They just said it's uh, it's wrong. It's a complete fiction. That's what the White House said. Reuters has not corroborated the report published by U.S. investigative journalist Seymour Hirsch, which said the attack was carried out in September at the direction of President Joe Biden. This is false and a complete fiction, said Anadrell Watson, former former a spokesperson for the White House National Security Council, spoke people for the CIA and State Department said the same. The pipelines are a multi-billion dollar infrastructure project designed to carry Russian gas to Germany under the Baltic Sea. Sweden and Denmark, in whose exclusive economic zones the blast occurred, have both concluded the pipelines were blown up deliberately, but have not said who is responsible. There's not been a single piece of evidence that says that Vladimir Putin has done this. Again, we're doing our very best here to look clear-eyed as American patriots at this issue and ask, why would Vladimir Putin blow up his number one economic asset? It just doesn't make any sense. However, it does make a lot of sense if you are looking at the side of the, let's call them allies, for lack of a better term, in the Ukraine war, and if you're looking at Joe Biden's predations in Ukraine and his family's predations in Ukraine, and what the globalist American empire has to lose, ladies and gentlemen. Is there such a thing as a conflict with both sides not being the good guy? Yeah, there is. It happens all the time, in fact. And you, as the American people, should be uh, infuriated at this story. There's a lot of questions that need answering. Uh, People in the Senate who we've been talking to say that there's going to be hearings on this. Um... It's a big crime to lie to the United States Senate and House Armed Services Committee. We'll see what happens. But very bad for Joe Biden, along with other members of the Senate, Democrats in the Senate, saying they're going to run against Joe Biden for president. Or at least they're thinking about it. Joe, ba- Joe Manchin is saying that in 2024, he doesn't like the direction we're going, and he's not ruling out running against Joe Biden for president. Uh, yikes, if you're Joe Biden. Watch. Are you considering a 2024 presidential bid? Bob, in all seriousness, the only thing I'm concerned is what can I do to bring the country together? I don't know what I don't know what the next chapter will be. I don't know what the future lies. I really don't. But I can tell you one thing. I feel like most Americans, we've got to come together. Americans want to be united. They want to be together. And right now we're going further apart. You can't look at the other side. It's always their fault. Now, if they want to go down and play that, then the people basically are going to be looking for something or somebody. I'm not saying whether that's me or somebody else or whether it could be so many people that have tried to work in the middle. Uh, right. And there's more people that have been forced to take a side, Bob, 
and you know them as well as I know them, that they're pretty moderate centrist people, but they've got to play the, the game on the far right or maybe go to the base of the far left thinking that's where their support's going to come from. Well, I've never thought that, and I've never played that. And there's a lot of people like me, I think, that will come to that middle. And if we can bring them together and find out if there's a need, uh, we'll just see. I think there's going to be a lot of different players in the game. I really do. So Joe Manchin saying there's going to be a lot of different players in the game. There's going to be a uh, apparently a primary process challenging uh, the sitting uh, occupant of the oval-shaped office on Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, Joe Biden could absolutely bring together some major centrist Democrats. The biggest line of the State of the Union was not uttered by uh, Joe Biden. It was uttered by Sarah Sanders, saying that it's normal against woke insanity. That's the line that rang true for so many people. We were live during Sarah Sanders' State of the Union response, and man, that is rock solid. That's what people responded to. We just want a normal life. And the woke are breaking down all of the fabric of society, and we're, we're done with this neo-Marxist BS. And so uh, I think that Joe Manchin is essentially playing that card and saying we need to return the Democrat Party to sanity. Uh, he'd be probably hoovering up a considerable portion. A, a lot of Democrats that I know, there are de- Democrats that live here in Florida, I know, LOL, but a lot of Democrats that I know, um, they're disgusted by the direction that their party is heading. But what can you do? You're completely captured. You're King Theoden. Evil has captured your party. And it needs to be broken. Larry Elder says that it's likely he's going to run against Trump. What? What's going on here? A little bit of 2024 news here. Larry Elder says it's very likely that he will run for president in 2024 against Donald Trump. Claims he can help race relations. Okay. You all know what Larry Elder, he ran for governor of California. Uh, he is a radio talk show personality. He's often on Fox News. Larry Elder saying that he's going to run against Donald Trump. What do you think of this? Go. Now, what, what, how do you, you mentioned the midterms earlier. Let's look ahead. How do you assess the kind of political strength and prospects of the, of the GOP right now? Well, keep in mind, you're talking to somebody who very likely is going to run for president. Uh, if I decide to, I'm going to announce sometime early April or, or mid-April. So uh, I have a little bit of bias. But so I, think I thought I was going to have to tease that out of you with some trick question. The volcano erupted. Uh, I haven't made a, made a decision yet, but the, the odds are I'm going, to, I'm going to do this. So this race is getting uh, crowded very, very quickly. However, Donald Trump is in a commanding lead. Donald Trump as far as I know, is the only person who has actually filed to run for president. The filings haven't uh, hit yet. Now, there's a lot of rumors. John Bolton was on British television saying that he's going to run. Nikki Haley apparently is going to announce later this month. There's Larry Elder saying he's going to announce. You have Mike Pence, Mike Pompeo, Ron DeSantis waiting in the wings. We'll see. We'll see. A lot of rumors, a lot of decisions being made. People putting in fundraising apparatus uh, in order to go after Donald Trump, who is uh, the absolute uh, unch- uh, uh, unchallenged uh, frontrunner right here. Donald Trump with a double-digit lead on potential GOP challengers. Former President Donald Trump is ahead in the potential 2024 Republican challengers polled by double-digit, according to the Tuesday morning consult poll. Survey showed that Trump was leading his closest challenger, that would be Ron DeSantis, by 18% garnering 49% of support over the governor's 31%. Now, Ron Sanders hasn't announced yet. The article goes on to say that Liz Cheney, Ted Cruz, might 
hop in, Greg Abbott, Christy Nome. I mean, they're, they're just throwing everything against the wall here. Roughly one month ago, the survey on January 7th, Trump stood at 47% support. DeSantis is 33%. So as they add more names in, it's like boosting Trump and it's degrading anyone else who's running, right? So there's the actual consult poll. Let me know, ladies and gentlemen, what do you think? Who's going to run against Trump? Is it even going to be a race? Is it going to be like uh, 2016? 2016, I mean, there were there were like 20 people running for president. Uh, they had had two different debates. Remember, they had had two different debates because they couldn't fit everyone on one stage. And so slowly but surely, that stage got whittled down to just a few, two, and, and you know, Donald Trump really just ran away with it. We'll see. And this is why I always say this is up to the Republican primary. I believe in one thing. It certainly isn't anyone's divine right to rule. It is the Republican primary voter. The Republican primary voters will decide. Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, what's going to happen? We know what's going to happen uh, with Twitter executives. Uh, apparently, they're going to go to jail. Crazy stuff yesterday from the Twitter hearing in the House. Republican Clay Higgins telling the disgraced executives fired neo-Marxist executives Yoel Roth, Jim Baker, uh, and Vijaya Gade that, that prison awaits them. Whoa. Talk about a flamethrower. Listen to this. Um, bottom line is that the FBI had the Biden crime family laptop for a year. They knew it was leaking. They knew it would hurt the Biden campaign. So the FBI used its relationship with Twitter to suppress criminal evidence being revealed about Joe Biden one month before the 2020 election. You, ladies and gentlemen, interfered with the United States of America 2020 presidential election, knowingly and willingly. That's the bad news. It's going to get worse because this is the investigation part. Later comes the arrest part. Your attorneys are familiar with that. Mr. Chairman, I'd like to spend five hours with these ladies and gentlemen during depositions surely yet to come. But for right now, I'll yield the balance of my time to my colleague, Mr. Jordan. Man, uh, you know, when you have a, a, a sports team, you want to make sure that you have a deep bench. There was some incredible questioning happening on Jim Jordan's committee yesterday of these Marxist Twitter executives that utilize Twitter as a captured entity of American intelligence agencies. It was a, it was a psyop. Twitter was a psyop. It was it has been completely and totally exposed. Elon Musk is doing a victory lap this morning on Twitter about this. Uh, but boy, the firepower, the real takeaway here is not that Twitter was a corrupt regime run by Marxists that wanted to si- that wanted to silence Americans and remove their constitutional rights from them and do the bidding of the deep state. The real takeaway here was exactly how much dry powder Republicans have in the wings. There are some superstars. A star is born moment happened with Anna Polina Luna from Florida. She's a spring chicken. She's n- been in Congress for nigh on like two days. Listen to her line of questioning yesterday. The strongest, even stronger than Jim Jordan and James Comer's, blew the doors off. Watch. And Mr. Roth, I'm going to refresh your memory for you. This flow chart behind you. Thank you, Chair. Um, This flow chart shows the following federal agencies, social media companies, Twitter, leftist nonprofits, and organizations communicating regarding their version of misinformation using Jira, a private cloud server. 
On this chart, I want to annotate that the Department of Homeland Security, which has the following branches, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, also known as CISA, Countering Foreign Intelligence Task Force, now known as the Misinfo, Disinfo, and Malinformation, MDM. This was, again, used against the American people. The Election Partnership Institute, or Election Integrity Partnership, EIP, which includes the following Stanford Internet Observatory, University of Washington Center for Informed Public, Graphica, and Atlantic Council's Digital Forensic Research Lab, and potentially, according to what we found on the final report by EIP, the DNC. The Center for Internet Security, CIS, a nonprofit funded by DHS, the National Association of Secretaries of State, also known as NASS, and the National Association of State Election Directors, NASED. And in this case, because there are other social media companies involved, Twitter. What do all of these groups, though, have in common? And I'm going to, again, refresh your memory. They were all communicating on a private cloud server known as JIRA. Now so... Twitter was using a private portal that deletes all of its messages in order to censor Americans. Now, again, this is a portal that is designed by our spy agencies and our intel agencies. So it's really not that big of a leap for you to assume that your government is acting against the principles and the founding of this nation. We got a real dark problem at the center of our government. You know who said that? Ike Eisenhower, the guy who created the D-Day plan, the guy who stormed Nazi Germany and defeated fascism himself, is the one, after his presidency, saying, yo, we got a real problem with these black box agencies that are outside of the constitutional limits. This is not the way that our country was intended to be run or designed. And Anna Polina Luna, of course, dropping the receipts there, Yoel Roth shaking, I mean, literally shaking there. Uh, when he the, the, the clips on our social media, the full five minute clip, I mean, it's a master class. Anna Polina Luna, a rising star. Obviously, you know, Lauren Boebert. She was censored on Twitter and Lauren Boebert uh, had her vengeance yesterday. Watch. Uh, how many FBI agents worked at Twitter while you were there? I don't believe any active FBI, former agents. FBI agents. How many worked there while you were there? I'm aware of perhaps two. Well, we know of at least nine um, because they started the BU group chat, BU for Bureau. Now, Mr. Roth, did the FBI ever ask you to share information like users' communication data without going through proper legal channels? No, they did not. And I would have refused if they had. Um, that's correct. I see that you denied Agent Chan's request for access to Twitter's data feed. What's sick isn't that you would deny it. Uh, it's that the FBI would even ask you for the private data of American citizens without going through legal channels of the law. Now, I want to remind you, Mr. Roth, that you are under oath. Did the FBI ever ask you to do anything that was illegal or questionably legal? I'm not a lawyer, but certainly not to the best of my recollection or knowledge. Now, from the hearing that I've been a part of today, um, it's almost impossible to tell where the FBI ends and where Twitter begins. We have Mr. Baker here, a former FBI agent, and there seems to be a revolving door between the FBI and Twitter itself. Um, even Mr. Baker said that there was no collusion with the federal government and Twitter. But Mr. Baker, that's you. You are the collusion between the federal government and the FBI. You'd put it on a bumper sticker. You are the collusion. Don't. Don't. Test people like Lauren Boebert and MTG, Anna Polina Luna, 
MTG, man, a woman scorned. MTG was banned from Twitter by this vicious group of parasite Marxists. These people, these people used their power in order to ban an elected official who represents 750,000 people in Georgia, Marjorie Taylor Greene, from speaking freely? What country do we live in? I mean, does it feel as though our founding documents are being upheld by anyone? Is it really too much of a jump to assume that your government is capable of all manner of, of evil and, 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 and could really pull off and lie to you, pull off some of the worst acts of destruction, make this world a less safe place, and then lie to you about it? Do good people, does it seem like our government is captured by good people? Marjorie Taylor Greene, I don't care what you think about her. I think a lot of people love her. I think most people love her. Some people don't like her. Whatever. Whatever. It's a political litmus test. Like Trump. Some people don't like her style, okay? They agree with her policies, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, are you literally, are you actually for the silencing of elected officials in this country? Because if you are, then I got a communist dictatorship that you should move to, North Korea or Cuba. It's 90 miles away from where I'm broadcasting right now. You can get on a boat and you can go there. It'll be the one boat heading towards Cuba. You want communist dictatorship? You want the censorship of your political enemies and the deplatforming of anyone who stands in your way? Huh, man, you are, you are a, darkened, sunken soul, and you, you have no right, you, have, you don't have no birthright here. You have no right to this country. The point of this country is that we are allowed to speak, and that the most important speech is the speech that you disagree with. That being protected. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, with righteous indignation yesterday, just absolutely flames on watch. Mr. Baker, Ms. Gaddy, Mr. Roth, and Ms. Navaroli, you can consider your speech canceled during my time because you canceled mine. You see, you permanently banned my personal Twitter account, and it was my campaign account also. So let's talk about election interference, shall we? January 2nd, 2002, you permanently banned my Twitter account. This was the account that I would put my campaign ads on, raise money on, fight back when attacked with lies, and be able to talk to my voters in my district. But you banned it. And then let me explain. My account was not reinstated until November 21st, 2022. That was after my election on November 8th. You know, at your company or your former company where you worked, Twitter employees, over 98% of them donate to Democrats. So while you coordinated with DHS, the FBI, the CIA, our government, and outside groups to permanently ban, shadow ban conservative Americans and candidates like me, and the former president of the United States, President Donald J. Trump, you were censoring and wrongfully violating our First Amendment free speech rights. Guess what? None of you hold security clearances. None of you are elected. And none of you represent 750,000 people like I do. Dude, are you proud of your Republican Party? I am this week. I'm proud of my Republican Party, man. There are some people with great guns. There are some people with some real iron in the spine, gunpowder in the gut, and balls in their shorts. And I say that with all manner of uh, respect for the fact that this party is being represented so wonderfully 
by Anna Polina Luna, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, taking it to Twitter and showing that even these inside of this darkened era, these Marxists can be made to squirm and maybe even be arrested if you were to believe Clay Higgins. We'll see. Our question to this committee is what next? Criminal referrals? Legislation? Otherwise, this was just a fundraising ploy. We're glad that you put the pressure on them and made a very uncomfortable afternoon for Twitter. But what's next? What are going to be the real world results here? We want to know. We do know this, that Democrats put up their best defense here, other than AOC screaming and lying about Hunter Biden's laptop. We already played that clip. We have Cori Bush, member of the squad, from a place that looks like Aleppo or like the like a war-torn region in Ukraine. Uh, uh, the, 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 some of the bloodiest and worst, uh, decrepit district in America. They're in St. Louis, the Ferguson district in St. Louis, one of the highest crime rates of any district ever. Cori Bush should hang her head in shame and said she has, is spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on private security, but clearly not enough money on her own staffers to do research. Look at this absolute and total buffoonery and jackassery yesterday. Reduce the lies, reduce the hate. They did nothing. Miss Gaddy, you were at Twitter on January 6th and asked repeatedly for a retrospective meeting to discuss what happened in the lead up to that day. Management told you, quote, it wasn't a priority for the company. Why was it not a priority for Twitter to learn lessons from January 6th? I don't believe you're referring to me. Apologies, I'm the chief legal officer. I did not. I did not make that statement. Can you play it again? Look what he does. <laughs> you see, it's just Cory Bush, her masked staffers running up with their man buns and their flowery shirts, being like, "Ah, oh, I, uh, I don't know how to Google." Oh. They're not sending their best, as Donald Trump would say. They're not sending their best. Democrats are really hard up for good talent. They've, of course, invested everything in the Bernie Sanders, Nancy Pelosi, uh, Joe Biden generation, and they've got no one. They've got no up-and-coming stars. They've got no one rising up. they got nobody who's, like, ready to take on anything other than a Chinese spy balloon, which Eric Swalwell was perfectly happy to take on a, a very sweet Valentine's Day date here. Ladies and gentlemen, it is important for us to remember Valentine's Day is around the corner, and we should understand what we truly love in this country and fight for it and protect it. And that is why we end every single show with a Bible verse to remind us of some real truth and what we are truly fighting for. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as it fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. That is what we try and do on this show. That verse is from Ephesians 4, 29. That's our verse of the day. We don't want corrupting talk here. We want truth. There are big issues that plague this country. It is a scary time, actually, to understand that your country, maybe for a very long time, maybe for generations, has been captured by some major evil forces. Now they're just, now they're just dancing on stage as, as, as portly Satans. Satan, ladies and gentlemen, dancing before you whether it be the State of the Union or whether it be the Grammys. Uh, they are getting aggressive, and they're also getting sloppy. This Nord Stream 2 pipeline story is 
Not the last time we're going to hear about this, along with Joe Biden's document scandals, Hunter Biden scandals. And it sounds like, I mean, it's just February. It's just the first week of February. Sounds like Joe Biden is 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 in for a uh, uh, is in, is in for a bruising summer, spring and summer, and we are going to be uh, watching and cheering because we want truth and we wish to bring you not corrupting talk. We want to bring you grace for those who hear. So that's our prayer this morning, along with this that we act to protect the things that we actually care about in this country, which is God, family, country. That's what we care about. We do actually care about this country a lot. We love America. We know that America, in its founding and inception, is the greatest country ever. But we've got to fight for it. So we've always had to fight for this place. doesn't matter if it's the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, World Wars, or the Culture War, in which we are currently fighting, uh, along with a hot war with Russia, as it, as it may seem. Ladies and gentlemen, we fight along with you. Keep criticizing, keep memeing, keep fighting. Ladies and gentlemen, your boy Benny will be here every single morning. This has been The Benny Show. My name is Benny Johnson. See ya.